and welcome back to the Mindful Student Podcast, the podcast sharing small steps in self-development for students by students. Today I'm really excited to share one of my favourite topics, as meditation has genuinely changed my life for the better and I hope they can do the same for you. It's the most important tool in my wellbeing toolkit. I've been practicing meditation every day for a few years now. I teach it to others and even dedicated my entire dissertation to its benefits to society. I'm personally really looking forward to this episode because unlike Shannon, I have no experience with meditation. And so I'm going to be asking Shannon some questions on how to meditate and why it is beneficial. So hopefully this will help you and myself in our own meditation journey. Okay, so I think the best way to start this episode would be to ask you, Shannon, what your experience is with meditation. So I'd love to know how you started to meditate and sort of how your journey has progressed from there. My journey into meditation began during my first year at university. During that time, my mind was always busy, constantly lost in thoughts about the past or the future. I was always busy to distract myself from my thoughts, and if I'm completely honest, I was highly self-critical and really struggled to manage my emotions in a healthy way. A real turning point for me came when I stepped out of my comfort zone and attended a free meditation session at our university, led by an amazing teacher named Sharon. During the session, it was like her kind words could cut through my mental clutter. After that session, I felt like I had shredded a heavy layer of stress that I hadn't even realised I was carrying. It was such a new experience to me, and it felt so freeing. So I started attending these sessions on a weekly basis. However, that was not for long at all. When lockdown hit, everything changed. Like a lot of people, all my distractions and support disappeared. I found myself feeling stuck and going back into autopilot mode. It became so clear to me during that time, with the external world almost coming to a stop. I needed to work on my inner world more than ever and prioritise my own mental well-being for the first time in my life. So I made a commitment to myself to meditate every day. It was challenging but over weeks and months of consistent practice something began to shift. My habits improved the quality of my relationships improved, I became less reactive, and as a bonus, I found myself more motivated for my university work. Life began to feel exciting, and I began to appreciate who I was and what I had. Consistent meditation had healed my inner world, and essentially changed the way I experienced life. 
for any science lovers out there, I know you are Emma and like myself, this shift isn't just a subjective feeling. It's backed by science and this concept called neuroplasticity, which refers to the brain's incredible ability to rewire itself in response to experience and learning. Through meditation, I was basically reshaping the neuropathways in my brain. And as a result, the practice strengthened my ability to stay present in everyday life. And I learned to be kinder to myself, which allowed me to release long-held emotions in a healthier and more constructive way. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. I do actually love that neuroplasticity that you said and obviously from my psychology background I think it's really interesting because I've never really thought of meditation in that way. So obviously this whole episode is about meditation and how to meditate so I guess the obvious question would be what is meditation? So for me meditation is a process of observing the mind, of seeing the nature of how the mind works It's not a way of making your mind quiet. It's a way of entering into the quiet that's already there, sometimes buried under the 50,000 thoughts we all think every day. Imagine it like a mental exercise where you train your thoughts instead of your muscles. Just as there are many different sports and workouts at a gym, there are hundreds of forms of meditation to explore. Some may resonate with you and others might not. And that's normal and okay. So I actually didn't realise there were that many different types of meditations. So what are some of the ways that you can meditate? Oh yeah, there's loads. And it would probably be a two-hour podcast if I explain them all. But perhaps I could explain six or so of my favourites and we could go from there. So firstly, mindfulness meditation, which is one of the most widely practiced forms. The intention here is to stay fully present in the moment. So during this practice, you might observe your thoughts, body sensations and breath. And the aim is to not put any labels or judgments on whatever you observe. Secondly, loving kindness, which I actually practiced this morning. You can think of this as sharing kindness with yourself and others. It's like sending out positive energy into the world. You might use phrases like, may I be safe, may I be happy, may I be healthy, and may I live with ease. Next, mantra meditation. I discovered this last year and I practice this every day. Here you repeat a word or phrase to focus your mind. The sound of the mantra provides a point of focus, so it can really help to let go of any distracting thoughts. Sometimes mantras can be in Sanskrit, which each carry their own unique energy and vibration. It's important to note here that pronunciation is so important, and because I am not the best at languages by any means, I attend regular classes on a weekly basis to pick up the pronunciation and then I'll spend time practicing it at home. 
Another one is breathing or pranayama. Think of this as a workout for your mind using your breath. A lot of top athletes and yoga classes use this one and I use it in mine regularly. It's essentially playing with your breath, so it can be fun. An example could be a psychological sigh. So that's two short inhales through the nose and then one longer exhale through the mouth, which you can essentially practice anywhere. In a queue, before a presentation, or anytime you need a quick and free energy boost. Pranayama can almost act as the key to connect the body and the mind, which can further unlock the parasympathetic nervous system, which is our system responsible for our rest and digest state. And this is where deep relaxation and healing can occur. And we can just see there's many benefits to practicing. Number five, I think we're on, is sound meditation, which involves listening to soothing sounds like singing bowls or gongs, nature sounds like beach waves or thunderstorms or calming music. So probably not heavy metal. But the vibrations of these sounds can have an impact on your emotional body and this can help to reduce any feelings of heaviness, exhaustion and can really help to catalyse a sense of calm. Finally, my favourite, gratitude meditation, which is like counting your blessings. It's about identifying joy in everyday things and thanking the universe for life's simple pleasures. Whether it's a comfort of your favourite coffee, many matcha lattes from me, I know it's a chai latte for you, Emma, or something big like somebody that has helped you. It's a practice that aligns with the ideas from the law of attraction, if you've heard of that, which is essentially the more you thank life, the more life gives you to be thankful for. And even in challenging times, like when I haven't slept or experienced rejection, it can be a beautiful reminder of the abundance that surrounds us all. So overall, my message is, is that there's no one size fits all in the game of meditation. Whether it's breathing or repeating a mantra, it's about finding what works best for you and crafting your own unique journey. Personally, I practice a few different forms every day and mix and match, so never, there's never one day that's quite the same. And I encourage you to explore and embrace as many or as little as you like. I actually loved hearing you explain those six meditations, because some of them, like mindfulness or the breathing one, I have heard of before, but the others I haven't. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. So maybe some of you are wondering, like me, if I were to start meditating, how do I prepare myself to meditate? Oh, I love that question. So as with learning to play a musical instrument for the first time, meditation requires patience and practice to master the art of essentially tuning your mind and improving the quality of your thoughts. The first step, is finding a comfortable space where you feel at ease. In our noisy and busy world, complete silence is rare, but that's okay. 
Just find a place where you can sit or lie down and feel comfortable to turn your focus inwards. For me personally, I often turn to guided meditations when I'm dealing with noisy surroundings, as I've found that a guided meditation with a soothing voice can help provide more structure and keep my mind more engaged, and it's just easier to maintain focus despite the distractions, construction, noisy roads or train tracks. Once you've got your spot, consider your posture. You want to be relaxed but alert. Whether you sit or lie down, make sure you're in a position that helps you to stay focused. So for me, sitting cross-legged on the floor was uncomfortable at first. So for the first year or so of meditating, I leaned my back against a wall or I used cushions for support or just sat at the edge of a chair. But here's a practical tip if you are considering doing an unguided session. Set a timer. This can be on your phone or to reduce your screen time even further, you could use a Alexa if your university Wi-Fi allows that is. And Sorry, I don't no, that's do that. so funny. My Alexa literally just went off as well. So <laughs> Sorry, I will repeat that. So here's another practical tip if you are considering doing a unguided session. Set an ele- set a timer. So this can be on your phone or to reduce your screen time even further, a Alexa, if your university Wi-Fi allows that is. And this serves as your anchor during your meditation session. Try to choose a duration that suits your practice. If you're a beginner, I suggest starting with five minutes and working from there. Finally, let's talk about when. Many people find that either morning or evening works best for their meditation practice. Morning sessions can set a calm tone for the day ahead, whilst evening sessions for me can help me to unwind, process the day and prepare for sleep. However, I've also found that mid-afternoon sessions can be a game changer and a good pick-me-up to get out of the afternoon slump after lunch too. Probably a lot healthier than another shot of caffeine and more productive than say a nap because you won't get a sleep hangover. So overall, just to summarise, find your safe space, get comfortable, set a timer and choose a time of day that suits you best to begin your meditation practice. Yeah, I really love those practical tips. And as we're filming this episode, I'm actually in my uni house and my window overlooks a road, which is quite busy. And so it's really nice to hear that, you know, it's okay if it's not silent. And when I do try out this meditation that you're talking about, Shannon, after this episode, I think it's reassured me that it's okay. Um, So yeah, thanks again for these great tips. So my next question is about habit formation and why is making meditation a habit important? Oh, it's so important. So you might have heard the famous quote from James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, which was actually my screensaver at one point. You do not rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. 
What that means is that it's not just about setting big goals or having a big ego in life. I'm pretty sure we've all had a boss like that. It's about establishing effective routines or systems to get there. Now, let's apply this wisdom to meditation. When you make meditation a daily habit, it's like you're setting up a system for your emotional, mental and even spiritual well-being. It's your well-being tool for improving your inner world. To make meditation a habit, you can also use a tip from James Clear that he calls habit stacking. So for example, right after breakfast every morning, I meditate, or after I shower in the evening, I meditate. It's all about fitting meditation almost effortlessly into your routine to reduce resistance, so making it as natural as brushing your teeth. So making meditation a habit is like a systematic route to becoming a calmer and more grounded version of yourself. What are some common challenges that I or other people could experience with meditation? Let's dive into some common meditation challenges that I experience today too and we can maybe look into ways to overcome them. So firstly, the wandering mind. When you meditate, you might notice that your thoughts start drifting away like clouds And it's like your mind seems to go on a little adventure. That's totally normal. The ticket here is to gently bring your focus back to your breath, mantra or point of focus. And to not give up on the meditation, although it might be tempting. Next, a big one, impatience. We live in a world where everything happens quickly. We often want instant results, like prime next day delivery on Amazon. But meditation doesn't work that way. It's like watching a plant grow. You don't see it happen, but with time, it becomes stronger and healthier. So when you meditate, don't rush. They unfold and you'll see the benefits gradually. Just like watching that plant flower. Finally, finding the right technique. As we discuss, meditation comes in many forms and it can be so much more than just breathing. What works for a famous influencer, like waking up at 5am to meditate, might not work for you. And that's okay. Try different styles of meditation until you find one that feels comfortable. Just like trying on different shoes until you find your go-to pair of trainers. It's all about what makes you feel good and at ease. But I think it's important to remind yourself, and I always have to remind myself this too, is that meditation is a journey and these challenges are just part of the process. Be patient with yourself and over time you'll become more skilled at it. It's not about being perfect. It's about making progress and becoming 1% better each day. Yeah, I love that. So as I'm listening to this, I'm wondering whether there's anything out there that you would recommend for sort of further learning or if you're really interested in meditation, what would you recommend? 
There are plenty of amazing resources that I have tried and tested and relied on for many years now that I can recommend. So you could download meditation apps like Headspace or Insight Timer. Also, you can look into YouTube channels like The Mindful Movement and Declutter the Mind. They offer loads of free meditation content. Finally, you could also consider joining the University Meditation Society or attending classes in a meditation or yoga centre in your area. They have qualified teachers that can help you and offer group support for your journey into meditation. Also, a little bit of self-promotion here, but you can message us on the Mindful Student Instagram, TikTok or LinkedIn. If you have any questions, you can message us on there and I will genuinely try my best to get back to you. So just remember that the path to meditation is filled with resources and communities that want to support you. So explore, keep an open mind and trust the journey. I love Headspace and I'm pretty sure they have a student deal for a subscription. So that's definitely worth looking into. We're nearing the end of our podcast. So Shannon, do you have any final pieces of advice? Yes, I do. Thank you for asking. So just remember meditation is not about stopping thoughts or achieving a thought-free state it's about learning to be more aware of your thoughts and observing thought patterns and ultimately learning to become a master of your mind over time with patience and consistent practice you can train your mind to improve the quality of your thoughts and feel more feelings of ease and feelings of okayness. I encourage you to explore meditation at your own pace. Meditation can be a challenging yet powerful tool that can bring positive changes to your life. It's not a competition, test or about comparing yourself to anyone. You're not going to get 10 points to Gryffindor but you might get a little bit of mindful student points. I'm joking. It's a space to pause for self-reflection and a catalyst for inner growth and a space to access your inner wisdom. And then just to wrap it all up, as we love to do an actual takeaway from our episode. So what would be the actual takeaway from today's episode? I'm aware I've given quite a lot of information in this podcast so it might feel like an information overload. I would suggest setting a intention after listening to this podcast. You can write it down with pen and paper or simply write it in the notes section in your phone. The intention can be to meditate every day for five minutes or to simply do some research into the different types of meditation Whatever you choose, it doesn't matter. But after you have decided on that intention, maybe take a minute or so to write down what are some actions you can take to achieve that meditation goal and make it possible. So for example, if it is to 
start a regular practice. You could think about when you could easily fit that into routine or what type of meditation you want to practice. You could also throw us a solid and share this podcast with someone you think it could help. The world needs more meditation and consciousness. I genuinely believe that the gift of learning to meditate is one of the greatest gifts of self-care you can give yourself in this lifetime, let alone university. So I'm wishing you an abundance of health and happiness in your small step in self-development this week.